Warning, the following message may be offensive to some audiences. These audiences may include but are not limited to professing Christians who never read their Bible, sissies, sodomites, men with man buns, those who approve of men with man buns, man bun enablers, white knights for men with man buns, homemakers who have finished Netflix but don't know how to meal plan, and people who refer to their pets as fur babies. Your discretion is advised. People are tired of hearing nothing but doom and despair on the radio. The message of Christianity is that salvation is found in Christ alone, and any who reject Christ therefore forfeit any hope of salvation, any hope of heaven. The issue is that humanity is in sin, and the wrath of Almighty God is hanging over our heads. They will hear his words, they will not act upon them, and when the floods of divine judgment, when the fires of wrath come, they will be consumed and they will perish. God wrapped himself in flesh, condescended, and became a man, died on the cross for sin, was resurrected on the third day, has ascended to the right hand of the Father, where he sits now to make intercession for us. Jesus is saying there is a group of people who will hear his words, they will act upon them, and when the floods of divine judgment come in that final day, their house will stand. Welcome to Bible Vast, where we aim to equip the saints for the works of ministry by answering the questions you're not allowed to ask. We're your host, Harrison Kerrigan, Pastor Tim Mullet, and today we'll answer the age-old question, should Christians evacuate California? Now, if you have been paying attention to you know, U.S. news to any certain degree, you've probably heard about uh, at least at least some of where the state of California is at in terms of their legislation, in terms of the governor there, uh, Gavin Newsom, um, and it, it's obviously a it's a blue state, very left leaning, um, and so you probably are aware of some of the stuff that's going on. But recently, they just put a new uh, bill. I don't know if they have. Uh, I don't know if they've voted on this yet. I don't know if it's actually like being enforced yet, but it's at least being presented um, in the state of California. Uh, and it's, it's Assembly Bill 957. Also, the art, this article says, also known as the TGI Act, meaning Transgender, Gender Diverse, and Intersex Youth Empowerment Act. And it was created by Assemblywoman uh, Lori D. Wilson. The initial legislation said courts <laughs> courts deciding custody cases must consider whether each parent affirmed the child's gender. And essentially, you know, uh, what's being said here is this bill is saying that, you know, whoever is the person, you know, it's like, let's say you have a kid who they're a girl and they decide to say, hey, you know what? I'm a boy today. If you have a mom and if you have a mom um, who who rejects that uh, and you have a dad who accepts that uh, and they, they end up having a divorce. What's going to happen in the custody in the custody case, according to this, this um, bill is the dad would get priority in terms of custody of the child, because in the eyes of the state of California, he is the more loving parent. Um, he, and he is going to provide the best, care for that child the mom is not going to do that and so they're they're essentially waiting the decisions based on 
you know, who agrees with the, with their unscientific view that uh, men can be uh, women and women can be men and affor- affirming that in children. And so this is just I mean, this is just not shocking at this point to see them proposing a bill like this. It It's actually the exact opposite, really. It's, it's sort of right in line with everything, but it's it's just another, you know, like add it to the list of, of crazy things going on in California, which is why we're asking this question to begin with. You know, should you um, should you evacuate the, the state of California? Uh, it's it's getting it seems like it's getting pretty bad out there compared <laughs> to the rest of the country. Wouldn't you say, Tim? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so so you you have the state that is extremely hostile to Christians and, you know, arguably is is threatening the safety of families who do not agree um, with their unscientific views. And so that's, that's sort of the, the why behind the question for this episode and in terms of just the crazy, I mean, utterly insane ideology that's being pushed there, uh, by the, by the state government. So, so we're asking, so Tim, we're asking the question, uh, should Christians evacuate California? Um, you know, what, knowing, knowing that this bill is out there, knowing the general stance of the state politically, you know, what are, what are your thoughts in terms of Christians evacuating? Yeah. I mean, so uh, there's a sense in which if you were to ask a question like that, should you, should Christians uh, evacuate California? There's a sense in which like you should be able to answer it just kind of as a generality, um, but you're you're really not really allowed to to, to do that kind of thing. So most people you're never gonna, allowed to be general. You're not so. you're not allowed to make a general statement. You're not allowed to answer a question. Uh, so, but but I mean, there, conceivably there are points in the life of you know a state, a country, a city, or town, or wherever you're in. There there are times that there there are natural exit points. And so part of what's happening is Twitter has been you know blowing up about this conversation for days, where Christians are basically just talking uh, on both sides of this issue. And you know, it really it really seems like um, I, I don't know if there's a lot of talking past each other or what's actually going on, but um, there there like what's concerning is it doesn't seem like in the mind of many people that there is a category for leaving, which is really quite frankly it's kind of bizarre that they wouldn't have a category for leaving, considering the fact that you know so many people came to this country to start this country to escape persecution. <laughs> or you know just like all of the many stories of you know israelites and christians fleeing you know certain nations sure that were oppressive towards them yeah i mean so you know as you think about the bible and some of the things that you know the bible says like you know jesus says when they deliver when they deliver you hey by the way tim we have a whole book in the bible called the book of exodus <laughs> that has no relevance there at least has to be a category There's no, like, no that's not me. like maybe california doesn't fall in it for you but there at least has to be a category <laughs> that can't be that can't be relevant here <laughs> so so some other passages you know matthew uh, 10 19 when they deliver you over do not be anxious about how you're to speak or what you're going to say for you are to say what will be given to you in that hour for it's not you who speak but the spirit of the father speaking within you and then it says a brother will deliver brother over to death and father 
and the father of his child, and children will rise up against their, against their parents and have them put to death, and you will be hated by all for my name's sake, but the one who endures to the end will be saved. And when they persecute you in one town, flee the next, for truly I say to you, you will not go through all the towns of Israel before the Son of Man comes. So, you know, however a person's understanding that eschatologically, like the issue though is, like there is this category for fleeing persecution. You know, Jesus, he sends his disciples out two by two, and, you know, if they, if the town doesn't receive you, they're, they're told to shake the dust off of their feet, right? <laughs> against right. that town as an act of judgment against it. And so, like, this is just a well-attested scriptural theme that, you, you know, you when they persecute you in one town, they won't receive your message in one town, go to the next town, you know? So now, now things are, obviously, they're a lot more complicated, you know, at a state level and things like that. And so, you know, as we were asking this question online, you know, many people basically um, responded by, pointing out the fact that, you know, California has different kinds of areas and people are in different kinds of situations. And, you know, there's conservative areas in California, there's liberal areas in California. And, you know, all those things are true. And your experience of California might be very different in, you know, very different ways. But then, you know, theoretically, I mean, you do have to kind of take a step back and, and say, hey, theoretically, I mean, like, if this bill isn't crossing the line for you, maybe you think that you have a very low probability of your kid identifying as a member of the opposite gender or something like that, and then having that child taken from you. Uh, maybe you think that, right? But you know, it's conceivable in the near future that these decisions could be made from those on the outside, right? Right. Uh, like where they come in, you know, send DH, you know, DHS into your home or whatever DHR into your home, and you know, they and just you know start causing trouble along these lines and, and and everything else. And so, like, the issue is, regardless of whether you think that's a high probability in this case or whatever, or, you know, you... you I, I do think it's obviously complicated and Christians shouldn't make these decisions willy-nilly or whatever. But, the, like, what everyone should be able to agree upon is that there's not, like, um, wherever you're at, you're there till death do you part, right? <laughs> Mm-hmm. Like that's not it, you know, and, and I think a lot of what happens is that people just kind of become functional charismatics when this conversation happens. So even guys who are cessationists, they'll just go full charismatic to where it's just like, well, if God calls you to a place, you die there, you know, and it's like, but that's like, how do you determine where God wants you to be, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> well, you don't determine it by some still small voice whispering in your brain that God wants you to be <laughs> here. You know, I mean, there's been plenty of like, you know, um, college teenager missionary who feels called to go you know to china or whatever and goes over there and does this poverty tourism thing or whatever or, you know third world country somewhere and does this poverty tourism kind of thing for a few years gets zero converts and you know he's just going to stick it out and it's just like hey maybe you maybe you should use some practical considerations <laughs> at a certain point mm-hmm. you know like if you if they reject it and they they reject it they reject it you know at a certain point you why are you throwing a bunch of money into a place where they don't want the good news, right? You've told them they don't want it, you know? So, I mean, that's not to say that um, that people should make these decisions um, will it, like um, just kind of on emotion or just purely pragmatic or, you know, based on, you know, covering their, you know, yeah, backside or whatever. I mean, that's not that's not really what's going on. But, I mean, it's, you know, at the very least, everyone should have some sort of category for saying, you know, there's a time to run, you know, there's a time to run to the next town. There's a time to run to a new country, you know, run to the new world, start a new country, right? There's a time yeah. to say that, hey, when persecution becomes so intense, when, you know, um, like, you know, Lot pitched his tent near Sodom and, you know, 
that didn't go too well for them, right? <laughs> yeah. And so, like, there's like there's obviously a missionary impulse that we have, and then there's also like, hey, there's considerations about um, leaving places of active persecution that have been evangelized, right? They've been evangelized mm-hmm. and they've received the good news, and there's there's a category for at a certain point saying, hey, enough is enough, right? Well, in the interesting, the thing that was most interesting to me in terms of what you just said is that that verse that you brought up from Matthew, you know, Jesus is saying, Hey, shake, you know, shake the dust off from your feet as a sign of judgment towards that town. Right. So the town that is rejecting you, you shake, you shake the dust off as a sign of judgment. Right. And, you know, we always, we always talk about the fact that, you know, Jesus taught that Christians are to be salt and light to the world right and you know one of one of the one of the points people always make with that verse is you know hey what what does salt do well part of what it does is it preserves right and so right. so if all the christians start leaving you know essentially that place is losing um you know like losing what was preserving it in a lot of ways is that is that fair to say is that a fair conclusion to make out of all of this? Yeah, I mean, I, I think there's definitely um, there's definitely like the entailments to Christians exiting, right? Mm-hmm. So, meaning like if you hand a place over to judgment, then you're no longer, you know, you exercising your um, effect of being salt and light in that place. That's kind of your point, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, there's obviously like like you should in you know enter into these kind of things soberly. But th- but there is a time to leave, right? I mean, it's not just till death to you part. Every single place you happen to be, I mean. So, you know, I mean, in general, like the whole Great Commission is you're supposed to take this good news and you're supposed to take it everywhere. So it's not it's not as like like these liberal cities, these blue cities, you know, whatever. It's not like they're unreached people groups, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, I mean, they're not unreached people groups. They've, they've had access to the gospel. A lot of them don't want it, right? And they're saying we don't want it anymore. So at a certain point, it's just like well. Let me give you what you want, right? Yeah, now, you know, and, and if Christians on mass were to say, "Hey, let's go to a, you know, go to a place where um, there's more uh, like-mindedness," there, I mean, that's not just like these kind of considerations are not just entirely irrelevant. Now, I mean, what's what's uh, interesting about this, and, and I've, I noticed several people point this kind of thing out, is that no one seemed to jump on Tim Keller when Tim Keller was making a moral mandate for Christians to go into these blue areas, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, to save the cities, right? Yeah. So reach the cities. So, I mean, like they, they listened to him say that for years and, and there really wasn't much pushback on that. Like, it's just, Hey, we must reach these, you know, these blue areas. We must reach these blue areas. But then if someone else says, Hey, we, we, we should go to the red areas and reach them. Then, <laughs> then everyone kind of loses, the, loses their mind at that point. Right. And so, you know, I, I think, um, obviously like there's some, a person has to put some kind of thought into, you know, trying to live a quiet and a peaceful life and to mind their own affairs. And, you, you know, there's like, theoretically, I mean, if you could go to an area that's not just so hostile to everything, that's not like threatening to take your kids away from you, if they don't, um, if you, if you don't let them chemically castrate them, I mean, there are things that you can do. I mean, there's, there's levels of persecution that you just, like Jesus says, Hey, it's time to go, you know? So, so we all ought to have some sort of category for saying, hey, yeah, there's people everywhere, right? Like particularly in our country. I mean, there's unbelievers everywhere in our country, right? Right. 
Yeah. They're all over the place. They're everywhere. So, I mean, it's not as if we're even close to reaching this place in its entirety. Uh, you know, so there's not like, yeah, I mean, if Christians leave these blue areas, they leave the blue areas, they go to the red areas, right? But there's plenty of people reaching the red areas too. So what you, what you can't do is you can't just argue that it would be wrong to leave where you're at um, because you have to justify, well, why are you there too, right? There's people mm-hmm. everywhere. So where are you going to make your home base of operations? Where are you going to plan? And you know you might want to have some sort of plan for how, how that's going to do that. It's going to involve the most faithfulness, right? And like the most fruitful, productive ministry too. And I mean, you can't always like chart those things out on a graph or something else either, for sure. Right. Now, you know, okay. So maybe a helpful thing to do would, you know, hear from you in terms of like, Hey, if you had to present an argument for like, here is why I think it's a wise decision to leave. And then, you know, here is why I think it might be a wise decision to stay. What would, what would your argument be for the wise decision um, to leave? You know, like how, like how should people, how should people like weigh these various like legislative threats to the security of their families? in terms of living there versus like sharing the gospel, you know, trying to be light and salt to the state of California. Yeah. I mean, I think everyone, everyone to a certain degree is, is um, making these kind of calculations. You're just not really allowed to talk about what you're doing in general. (laughs) Uh Like meaning, I mean, most people um, don't like there are dangerous places to move in every single city you can imagine, you know? And so most people who are like outraged and scandalized by the thought of uh, perhaps not going into the most violent, I mean, most violent areas at night or whatever. I mean, Birmingham, like we live in Birmingham and, uh, you know, in um, the outskirts of Birmingham and Birmingham is one of the most violent cities in America. <laughs> like in terms of just, uh, I guess it's one of the most dangerous cities, you know, per capita in, in, in America going mm-hmm. downtown. And so like you, you know, if, like the issue is if you have wife and you have kids and you have a responsibility to care for them and to protect them and to provide for them, like, do you, like, do you really think that that responsibility means you take them and you put them in the most dangerous area, one of the most dangerous areas in America, right? So most like the issue is most people aren't doing that because they have other commands that God have given them that they're trying, like they're trying to be faithful to everything God says, Right. So you Mm -hmm. have to protect your family, you have to provide for your family, you have to care for your family. It's not just as simple as like reaching the lost, right? Like meaning like you have to reach the lost, provide for your family, care for your family, have a church family that you're going to go to that's going to feed you and that you can put yourself under, right? So like the issue is like the Christian life comes with like, it comes with thousands and, you know, of commands (laughs) that you have to figure out how to juggle, right? And there's no, there's no like simple kind of, like you can't just make complicated decisions like that on one axis if if that makes sense so yeah you, you can't just think like well there's people here to reach therefore you know that's all that matters it's like yeah Gotta there's people stay. there's people everywhere <laughs> okay there's people mm-hmm. literally everywhere to reach right so like, yeah believe it or not there are unsaved people in the state of Alabama. They're all over the place, man. I know we live in the Bible Belt, but there's there's still at least a couple in our state. So what, what's <laughs> happening? <laughs> there's a few. What's happening is that like people, um, 
they naturally make these kind of decisions that they're trying to prioritize all of these variables. But then if you ask them to like give an accounting for it, they feel entirely guilty, right? And the reason why they're feeling guilty is because guys like Tim Keller and all that come along and basically say you're in sin if you don't go take your – or David Platt, you know, you're in sin if you don't take your kids and – you know, Derek Webb did that um, before he turned into a, you know, a transgender affirming whatever kind of guy, apostate. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, you know, his whole, like, I repent of, you know, my house and my wife and, you know, all that, like, in my neighborhood where everyone's safe and white and all that. You know, so he, he started, he, like, we, Christians have been mercilessly guilted about making these kind of decisions, but that doesn't mean that they listen, right? They just feel guilty for giving the answers. <laughs> so, so, but then the issue is like, if you do take a step back and you say, well, like what's actually going on is you have to make a, a, a bunch of priorities. Like, how can I be at a faithful church, right? How can I be at a faithful church? How can I reach the lost? How can I care for my family? How can I protect, provide, you know, for my family? And then like, if you're like, there, there are entailments to living in Sodom, right? <laughs> Mm-hmm. There are entailments yeah. to living in Sodom, like meaning that you, they may try to like break the door down in order to rape you, right? Yeah. And, and if you have response, that is a possibility. That is, I mean, <laughs> and it seems like that's exactly where we're going right now. So if they want to do that, like if they want to break the door down to, you know, take out your family, like you, you do have to think. Well, where do I put? What do I? How do I? Where do I go to take care of all of these things that God has called me to do? And then, like, there is a sense in which it's like, hey, um, you know. Where like I need to go to places that have access to the gospel, right? And mm-hmm. like if you think about everywhere in America, I mean most most of the places in America are, I mean they they have there's a gospel everywhere you go, right? And so like I mean I, I think they they've heard it, you know, a lot of places have rejected it, and so you you do have to make like you do have to make these kind of calculations, and people shouldn't feel guilty about. The fact that they're doing that, and there and there does come a time and place where you know when they persecute you in one town, flee to the next, meaning like, like, you know, the Bible says the married man is divided, right? Like mm-hmm. he desires yeah. to please the Lord, and then yeah. he desires to care for his wife and his family and all these responsibilities that he's given him. And I mean, there, there, I think there is a real sense in which a lot of um, like going into the most dangerous areas imaginable and things like that. A lot of that is single man work, you know. A lot of that single man work. So, like, if you're gonna go, like, throw yourself in an area where they're not gonna allow you to homeschool, you know, they're gonna you, they're gonna force you to have your kids indoctrinated in a public school. They're gonna take your kids away from you, right? Indoctrinate them all day long, um, and you know, then like brainwash them into thinking they're the opposite gender, and then force you by law to affirm that and let them sterilize themselves and take away their entire future. I mean, th- those are very real things that people have to think through and have to think, well, how far is this crazy going to go, right? Like, how far is right. this crazy going to go? And at what point do we say, hey, enough is enough. Like, let's um, let's do what the American founders did, right? <laughs> Let's find a place where religious fr- <laughs> find a place where there's religious freedom, you know, and then uh, make a start there and try to, you know, l- aspire to live a quiet and a peaceable life and uh, share the gospel in a place where, you know, there like if you can get your freedom, get it right. So there's no sense in just allowing yourself to be passively enslaved by a place that hates God and everything that God stands for over and over and over again. Like at a certain point, you say, "Hey, it's time to go," you know. Uh, next. Well, I, I I guess that works too, you know. <laughs> the re- I like the revolt idea, but the revolt, that yeah. one that one works too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can do that too. I mean, you could throw the you know, 
tea over the boat you know <laughs> throw the tea over the well okay so in that line of thinking you know it really does kind of sound like you are describing california <laughs> all like like in the way that we would think about you know china or something like that as it relates to how they view christians and christianity in general where you know um missionary or or like maybe somewhere in the middle east or something where i mean it's it's you know i don't think we're necessarily thinking that california is the literal same as going to those places you know like i don't i don't know that anyone's viewing someone who moves to california in the name of evangelism like okay well you know i might not ever see you again because they might kill you over there i don't think anyone's thinking that but then it sounds like when you're hearing you talk about it, it does kind of sound like you're describing it as like whatever's one step down from that, I guess. So is that sort of, is that your view of like living in California right now? Like it, like if people are going to be realistic about, Hey, we're going to, you know, we want to live in California. We want to stay in California in order to continue to be salt and light to the state. Um, you know, are, are you viewing that as like, Hey, this is, this is, you know, similar, at least similar in a lot of ways to like going and being a missionary in some foreign country that is hostile to Christianity and to the gospel. I mean, it's, it, yeah, it certainly is, um, getting there, you know, for sure. And I, mean, I, I think there's, there's a lot of, uh, very troubling trends that are happening that uh, seem to be all going in one particular direction. So I think with Christians who are still in California, I mean, I, I, you know, you have like the Master's College, you have Master's Seminary, you have Grace Church, you know, as just examples of people who come to mind very quickly who are just over there. They've made a life there. There's resources there. There's, you know, people who have come there to be trained to go to school there and everything else. So, I mean, a lot of these things, like they're not simple decisions that people make. And, you know, say you're a pastor at Grace Church or something like that, and you're just going to just walk out on all of your church family who you've known your whole life and you have a ministry there. And so a lot of these things are, are, they're like, they're easy to talk about conceptually, but when you think about people who are on the ground in these kind of situations, you know, you, you may not be in their situation, know really how to make those kind of calls for them in that kind of way. But I mean, I do think like very quickly you could like, like there still, I think is a, a lot of freedom that Christians can experience within that state to be salt and light. Right. You know, but right. that could very quickly change, right? <laughs> sure, sure. Like, like, I think you're on the cusp of, you know, like if you're not at – like in certain places you're in full Sodom, right? In other places you're not, you know. So you're kind of on the cusp of like the state starting to make significant demands on you that are going to push you into unfaithfulness, right? Or they're going to punish you, like cripple you, like where you can't live there anymore and so like i think you're on the cusp of certain moves like that and unless you know god just brings revival or there's some massive kind of change so i'm not the kind of person who says hey it's time to throw in the towel right now for them but i'm just trying to say that they could very quickly be in a kind of situation where those start sort of things are happening very quickly right 
Right. And so if that if that does start to happen, like the issue is like you do have to have some sort of rationale for like are you allowed to leave? Why are you leaving? What are you doing? Right. And I think that they would just be using the same kind of rationale that the um you know, the um individuals used to come to America at that point. And so I mean I think they could very very quickly be in that kind of situation and they need to be thinking through the reason what they're gonna do and why at that point with all those things but then i would say that um you don't just want to i mean obviously you just don't want to just pack up, like you don't want to just leave somewhere that's getting really really bad um without a plan for where you're going to right right yeah so i mean it's not like things are you know different kind of bad everywhere right <laughs> so you need to know where you're going to know what your plan is to get there and um know what you're doing right um so like um, so along those lines, I mean, you can just, you you know, you can flee a blue state, go to a red state and with having no plan whatsoever and really just kind of make a hash of it too in that way with, without any kind of coordinated effort, without any kind of coordinated plan. And so I, I'm, not, I'm not trying to say that, um, you know, everyone needs to just in a thoughtless way sell their stuff and hope for the best and, you know, flee. But I mean, a lot of people are leaving these, you know, leaving these states in mass right now because they realize it's getting like to that kind of point and people should feel the freedom to do that. And if, um, if they're, you know, men of the times who receive where the things are going to, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, um, a few years ago I went and I went to the state of Oregon. So, not the same state, obviously, but on the, you know, on the same side of the country dealing with a lot of the same, um, issues. And Oregon's one of those states where, uh, it's essentially divided right down the middle by a mountain range and everything that is to the West of that mountain range is extremely blue. But then everything that's to the, uh, the East of that mountain range is, is pretty conservative overall. And so we went, we went and we visited a church that was up there and one of the, and they, they were on the, um, Eastern side of the, of the mountains. And one of the things that they said, even on the Eastern side, um, was that a lot of the people that they interact with who are non-believers, especially the younger, especially the younger generations, they, they were they were essentially like the same as um as like people who live in some third world country who had never even heard of of Jesus before so a lot of them they they might know i mean they obviously know like the names like hey they know the name Jesus Christ you know they know they've heard of the gospel you know, all these things. But then when you ask, when you ask them, like, what are these things? They essentially, a lot of them are essentially don't have an answer uh, because they just, they haven't grown, they haven't grown up in church. They haven't even really grown up around people who grew up in churches really. And so what the pastors there were saying is where, you know, where they're at, they're essentially living in like a, you know, um, like a post-Christian society where, where most people, you know, it's more likely that they, they don't know anything about the Bible than they do. And, you know, I, I thought that was pretty interesting to think about. And I think, I feel like that's got to relate in some way, 
in this conversation where you say like, Hey, look, you know, sure. I, I was joking around earlier about, you know, Hey, Alabama still got a few unbelievers, you know, still in the state. Um, that was obviously a joke, but then, you know, I'm sure there's a pretty big difference, um, in terms of like the understanding that just the general, you know, citizen of Alabama has about Jesus Christ, the gospel, uh, the Bible in general versus like the Californian, you know, and their understanding. And so, so should that, I mean, should that be a weighing factor in things? Like, should we, the, where we say like, sure, maybe, maybe the, maybe the, uh, priority is not necessarily like, I think Tim Keller thing, correct me if I'm wrong, Tim, but I think Tim Keller's thing was like, Hey, city is where the power is at. City is where the influence is at. City is where the culture is constantly developing and changing. And so we've got to go to the cities and, you know, save the cities. And uh, so that as they influence things, they'll influence things with a, you know, with a Christian worldview, essentially. Um, And, uh, you know, that was his, that was like his purpose behind it all. But then is it, is it a better and more worthwhile endeavor to say, Hey, I want to, I want to be in the state of California as a Christian to faithfully be salt and light because here, like they just, you know, you're getting to the point where they just, they don't, they genuinely don't even know, um, uh, what the gospel even is at all anymore. Over and against being in like, you know, red states where there's some kind of Bible influence there. there there's a, at least an understanding, you know, like, I mean, when, whenever I do like, uh, like whenever I've done door to door evangelism or something like that, every single person is a Christian, you know, and I'm sure part of that is just like a, they're, they're probably saying that to hopefully get you to go away, you know, but I always press them and, and as you, as you press on them, you know, they'll, they'll know certain aspects of everything, but then they won't, they won't have like necessarily the full picture. Right. But then when I was talking to these pastors over in Oregon, they were essentially saying like, Hey, our experience has been, they don't know anything hardly at all, you know? So it seems like it's a bit of a different experience. So with that in mind, you know, is that like, is that like a compelling argument to say, Hey, for some, it might be, it might be better to stay in California knowing that they don't know anything. Yeah. I mean, I'm trying I, to explain that to them. Yeah. I, I think it's a little more complicated than that in that we have an internet <laughs> and, you know, people communicate all over the internet. And so like there are, there are, you know, vast networks of communication online. Um, like they may not know, they, they may not know very much about the Bible, but it's not as if like they're not living in a country that's been shaped by the Bible and they're not interacting with people who they hate, who believe the Bible. Right. Right. So, so yeah. like they are actively rejecting Christianity. They are actively spitting in Christian Christianity's face, right. in Christ's face. That's what they're doing. Like, this is like a very different kind of scenario. Like when you're talking about, like there's a sense in which like, our country is not an unreached people group or something, right? Right. <laughs> like there's there's some people who have no access to the internet and no access to like 
even what a Bible is, right? So like these, like the people in California, they have Bibles at their store that they can literally buy, right? For <laughs> like, now, so, for yeah, now, for now, yep. <laughs> <laughs> so like, so there's a sense in which, like, when you're talking about things at this level, like we're not like this is not some like headhunter tribe and that you know is surround like on an island somewhere where you know surrounded by fog or whatever that no one has like gotten to like i mean the vast majority of the world in a certain sense has access to the internet you know there's communist countries where it's suppressed and everything else so like the 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 issue is like yes i mean there there's work for single men there's work for married people right there's work for like yeah you're gonna go to um like if you're going to go into that communist country like you like the bible says married man is divided you have to care for your family you have to you have certain responsibilities certain imperatives right and so paul paul says i'd rather all men be like myself because like if you're going into an area where you may die right immediately right <laughs> like yeah. then there are certain entailments to that and you might like have a bunch of family people that you're responsible to that you're going to leave as widows with no one to take care of them that may not be the job for you, right? So, and then, like, if you're going to go into an area where you're demanded to take your kids and let them be raised by pagans, that may not be the area for you, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, that yeah. may not be the area. So, so like, the issue here is just to say, hey, you, you know, you're looking at our country. It's been, like, there's access to the gospel here. It's everywhere, right? Now, um, you know, there's, there's, like, there's no, like, compelling, like, like if you if you were to say hey yeah you go into liberal cities and just let them take your kids and turn them into women right <laughs> let them brainwash them all day long if it comes to that they outlaw homeschooling in those kind of states let them brainwash them all day long let your kids give hand them over let them turn them into women do all that like the issue is at a certain point you have to say hey I have other responsibilities besides reaching like these specific people right <laughs> yeah I'm in I'm endangering you know my uh, family and other potentially like, yeah. yeah. Other things that God's called me to do. So he's called me to a bunch of things and you have to make calculations at a bunch of different levels. And the issue is that like you just have to be honest about what you're doing. You can't pretend like you're not doing that. And in you know, so like yeah, I mean like you know, the the issue is like at a certain point of hostility like when a place becomes just so hostile to you and everything you stand for to where like there's no way to get a job at that place without having to sign like that the devil's statement of faith, right? Yeah. Like when when it comes to that, and I, I don't know that everywhere in California is that right now, but when it comes to that, where you have to sign the devil's statement of faith, the diversity, equity, inclusion statement, you have to make the devil's uh, products, right? <laughs> like you have to do what the like you, you know you you have to go to work wearing that rainbow shirt or you're going to lose your job, right? Mm-hmm. Like at a certain point, it's just like, okay, like you lose your job, what are you going to do, right? Like so at a certain point, they're going to make demands of you and those demands are going to be contrary to Jesus and you're either going to have to like lose it, lose it all, right? Or you say, hey, I see the writing on the wall and maybe it's, you know, it's, it's time. So now I don't think that people should just... Um, you know, the text says when they persecute you in one town, flee to the next. So I think that kind of gives you a once persecution starts to ramp up and you're actively being persecuted. I mean, you don't, I don't think you know if you if you're at your church and you know ten people start getting thrown in jail, right? I don't think you have to wait till you're in jail before you leave. Okay. <laughs> right. So it's okay to leave. You see the writing on the wall. It's time to go guys. We got a new, we got to get a new plan, you know, and it would be best if churches would kind of 
coordinate that thing together to say, hey, we're going to go together to form a new, you know, base of operations because Mm -hmm. this one is, you know, demanding us, uh, demanding certain things of us that we can't give, you know. So I think that the best case scenario would be for churches like that to collectively say, hey, we need to relocate. (laughs) Let's go, (laughs) you know. So Mm -hmm. it's not just a bunch of individuals just randomly relocating, you know. But But I don't think anyone has to justify relocating to another place in an area, in a country like ours that has... Bibles As if it were like a sin or something. Yeah, you don't have to justify that. You can if you want, you know. Like, but I, I would think, but you need to know where you're going, right? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. know where you're going. Like, be fleeing to someplace, not just fleeing from someplace, uh, for sure. So, no, no, Jesus, take the wheel, kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Know where you're going. Know that there's a good church <laughs> there. You know, know what you're going to do, right? Um, go there. You know, that that would be better than just jumping blind. You know, and hope for the best for sure. Okay. All right. Well, I think that's a good place for us to uh, wrap up the conversation on. It's it really. It, I've been you know concerned for Christians in California for a while, and you know, I mean, I'm sure in a lot of places it's not as bad as it actually seems overall in the state, but then it is certainly getting worse and worse, uh, especially with with who is who is elected in govern in their state government right now. And so it really is a concerning thing, but then uh, these are, these are the kind of questions that essentially come along with, with this kind of situation where Christians do need to ask themselves, Hey, what are we actually, you know, what are we actually going to do? And is it, okay, is it okay to leave? And is it okay to, you know, <laughs> is it okay essentially to prioritize the safety of my family in some situations, even if that means that, um, you know, I'm not going to be in California to share the gospel with those people anymore. Is that okay? And, and those are certainly valid questions to ask and, and think through. And, and, you know, I mean, especially like we joked at the beginning, like there's a whole book of the Bible called the book of Exodus, you know, so certainly at some point, it has to be okay to leave a, leave a certain place. So these are questions that we need to ask and think through. But um, like always, we appreciate all the support that you guys show to us week in and week out Um, watching the videos, listening to the podcasts, uh, uh, wherever you listen to them, the audio only versions interacting with us online. Um, Which you can do if you, all of our social medias are linked down in the description, our YouTube page, Facebook, uh, Twitter, um, and our Patreon as well. If you would want, if you want to support us financially, you can go there and become a member with us and help support um, what we're doing. So we appreciate uh, all this, all that support that you give to us, and we look forward to having you on the next one. This has been another episode of Bible Bashed. We hope you have been encouraged and blessed through our discussion. We thank you for all your support and ask you to continue to like and subscribe to Bible Bashed and share our podcast with your friends and on social media. Please reach out to us with your questions, pushback, and potential topics for us to discuss in future episodes at BibleBashedPodcast at gmail.com and consider supporting us through Patreon. If you would like to be Bible Bashed personally, then please know that we also offer free biblical counseling, which you can take advantage of by emailing us. Now, go boldly and obey the truth in the midst of a biblically illiterate world who will be perpetually offended by your every move.